God. I don't know. This is a hard one today. Yeah? I don't know if you know this, but I had a show last night. You it was did? just Yeah, I had a show last night and I'm just spent, you know? I give everything to it. Basking in the glow yeah. of last night's miscast. Yeah. Although weirdly, I always feel like I'm cast perfectly. Yeah. Anyway, we don't have to go on and on about how wonderful it was. Let's jump into the podcast. Welcome to the Man Cave. It's the only podcast hosted by two wackos who have nothing in common except their names. I'm Mandy Fabian. And I'm Mandy Kaplan. And each and every week, we put our friendship to the test by arguing over life and books and movies and music and food and everything we can get our hands on. Uh, Mostly life. Yeah. And all of Mandy's dumb ideas. Grab a couch. Let's get to it. We did have a show last night, a sold out, very successful miscast. Very fun. Really a good time. And what I'm not used to is this is the second time that my son Casey has done it. He is very talented and he gets on that stage and makes me proud. And then after the show, my show that I produce, direct, choreograph, choose all the material, cast, write my show. I work very, very, very hard. Oh, it's your show. And I get up there and then I perform up there, right? Then then I'm performing. And here's the only feedback I receive now. He's so talented. He's a superstar. Your kid is amazing. I mean, you, you are great. But your kid, oh my God, Mandy, Casey is such a phenom. Yeah, I would never let my children be in a show with me. I don't know why you do it. Oh my God. It's, it's, yeah. uh, Oddly exhilarating, and I love it. And it doesn't bother me at well, all. Of course, I love it. You love it, but personally, for me, I don't ever want you to put me in a miscast with Casey. Oh, okay, again, because okay. again, no. I mean, he's delightful but to he, work with. He wanted to duet with he, you, and you said you liked that idea. But okay, I do. I love it. He's a scene stealer. He's he's. I just don't ever want to follow him. Mm-hmm. Like you made it. You did a good thing by putting him at the end of the show. Yeah. Because I mean, you can't follow that. Yeah. Although I will say, I have to tell you something really funny. So Casey did the number. Little Girls from Annie. Yes. And this is hilarious, which is why you have me in the cast giving feedback, because my sister knows way less than I do about musical theater. Uh And she was in the audience and she was like, she goes, I was confused about about Casey's number. And I said, well, he's Miss Hannigan from Annie. And she goes, oh, I don't I haven't seen it, which, first of all, that just tells you. Yeah. I mean, that just tells you about our childhood and how broken it was. Yeah, right? yeah, I yeah. Mean, if she if she hasn't seen Annie, like shame on my mother yep. and father. Just shame on them. Yes. So she did not by the way, and also I was in a production of Annie at the Point Theater in Kerrville, Texas. And so this makes oh, me think boy. that maybe Kelly either doesn't remember, which is shameful. Or, or never didn't came, come. which is even worse. You know, she probably yeah. had cheerleading camp. You know what I mean? This is why sisters don't get along. Yes. Because we can't have a good relationship. I understand just goes back too far. But anyway, she was like, so she, she goes, oh, I thought he was playing an old man. Like, so she, because Casey's a boy, her brain just went very literal and thought he was an older man singing about little girls. So the whole thing was super creepy. And I just thought I'd share that with you. She thought it was like a a little pedophilia ditty. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I do in my show. Now, wait, who did you play in Annie? I'm guessing you were Pepper, the the feisty one who picks fights. Um, 
So I don't know, maybe my stage chops weren't quite up to par. I I didn't actually get pepper. Mm. I was very tall Uh for an orphan. You sure were. So I played Becky. Oh, they made up one for you. Yeah. They did. Yeah. But what I will say is I was definitely a leader. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when we all met FDR, right? When all the yes. orphans meet FDR, it was my acting choice to go, hi, Mr. President, you know, instead of just normal, cheerful orphan uh, voice. Like I, I you see how I filtered it with like intimidation because he was the president. So I don't want to brag, but that was me. If you saw, if you heard about that production in Kerrville. Uh, I mean, in my research, you know, yeah. of best productions of Annie all over the country. That did come up. Uh, so did my high school production where I was a freshman and I played Molly with huge knockers. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> I mean, I'm 13 and I'm already like a solid C cup, maybe a D. And I'm going, Annie, Annie, Annie. And I'm wearing a red union suit and my tits are, yeah. I'm sure you read about that production. Well, I know there's some websites that feature it, but I don't know if we want to talk about that. Um, I don't go to those websites. Of course not. <clears throat> we have so much to talk about because oh yes, I made up for my lacking my whole life in having yeah. never seen Top Gun. Yes, which I watched. You're welcome. Well, cool. You know, slow your roll. I uh, I watched it. <laughs> In little pieces and always while doing many other things and multitasking. Sure. Just so I could understand the story. But you really didn't have to see Top Gun 1 (laughs) to understand anything about Top Gun 2. Okay, well, the first part of that sentence is wrong. You do have to see Top Gun 1. You have to see it. Maybe not to see the sequel for those people who just want to go enjoy themselves at the theater, but... You you absolutely do have to see Top Gun one. You you're you're the queen of pop culture references. That's a pop culture. I know, and necessity. I can keep up. I could always yeah. I could say Goose and Maverick and Ice <laughs> Wing Iceman and Wingman. Like I I understand the Top yeah, Gun but references. Unless you're in the trenches with those guys, you know it's not the same. It's just not the same. You don't know how so, I spent the eighties. I'm very excited to talk to you about it. But before I do, I don't know if you really truly know my history with Top Gun. I don't know if I told you. No, I think you referred to it. Okay, so here's the thing. I saw Top Gun maybe 11 times in the theater. In the theater. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, this was not when you could watch it at home. I went physically my parents would let me go i every time we got the newspaper that had the you know the the movie where times. the movies yeah. this is in the 1920s right mm-hmm. the and they have the little pictures of tom cruise and kelly mcgillis the little top gun poster i cut all of those out and i was so into it that my dad would also cut them out of his his newspaper and mail them to me one nice thing because, your dad did that's yeah yeah Okay, so I saw it 11 times in the theater, and I was, when I was a sophomore in high school, I went as Kelly McGillis because I couldn't decide whether I wanted to be an actress or a pilot. I wanted to to do both. So So many dots are connecting for me right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, And she's also a lesbian, which is, we'll get to the how I'm so much gayer than you episode, but that's for later. Later. Um. Then on Saturday, when you and I were enjoying the second movie together, mm-hmm. uh, my father texted me 
No way. Which you know he never does. And said, have you seen the new Top Gun? I forget how many times you saw the original. (laughs) And I was like, coincidentally, I was just going to see the new Top Gun. So it's a very, oh, and this is the other thing. Yeah. I read, I read the Cessna 152 flight manual. I read it. And I got, I found a pilot who took me up in a plane. Wow. Who would teach me how to fly one. And I got to fly one, you know, with a pilot, obviously. But I was how so into you? planes. Uh, 14, 15. I mean, and I knew none of this about you. Yeah. I, I would stay after during my lunch period to talk to my physical, was a physical science teacher about flight and about how it worked and planes and stuff. So I was... I really loved it. I really knew nothing about this. And by the way, I have such a boner and have forever and ever for Tom Cruise. I I would fuck him six ways from Sunday. I don't know what it is about Tom Cruise, but I love his face. I love his face. He takes your breath away. That's accurate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, and by the way. In watching the movie, I realized, oh, I also had the soundtrack and would listen to it obsessively. So every, the score underneath the scenes, every song they used for every scene, like I have it all memorized. You don't need me at all for this conversation. Is it cool (laughs) if I go get some other stuff done and come back and maybe I'll go, "Uh uh-huh, yeah. And then Pete can use that and just, (laughs) right? I mean, this is- I just wanted to- I just wanted to paint the picture, but go ahead. Go ahead and trash my the, my most favorite thing on the planet. Go ahead. I know you're going to. Yeah, of course. <laughs> this was the dumbest <laughs> movie, and you acknowledged how dumb it was. And the guy next to me um, in the movie theater, like, he was into it. And I kept get giggling at how exposition-y and bad and cheesy oh, no, and repetitive. You're, no, and you're not allowed to use the word bad. Over the top. No, no, no. I, I, I couldn't stop laughing. And I was like, oh, the guy next to me is going to beat me up because he's so into it. And I can't remember what the moment was at the end, but somebody said something and he went, oh, God. And I was like, all right, <laughs> it was too much for him. Now, I think this was a terrible movie. I think it was laughable. I think there were no... The stakes felt very phony. That being said, had this been a sequel to Grease 2, a movie I adore and saw 150 (laughs) times in my childhood and has meaning in every way and I can quote and recreate choreography, I would have loved it. If this were Grease 3 on the big screen with like, revamped versions of the song. Like, I totally understand why the world is flipping out for this movie. It is just not my cup of tea. Is that that fair? Right? That's totally fair. And you're right. Like, I was laughing imagining the script because it's like, get in there, Mav. Behind you, behind you. Like, it's hilarious how... You know, it's it's not... um, It's very formulaic. It's exactly like the first one. It's exactly the first one. Yeah, like so much so the music cues are the same. Yes. The the scenes are the same. What wrinkles? Oh my God. First, can I just say Tom Cruise doesn't look like he's aged at all. Holy shit, he He looks good. He looks very, very good. And all, I'm sorry, I am shamefully into the shirtless playing, tackling each other on the beach. Oh, oh God, I love They just, all, to me, they took the original script and they're like, okay, so in this scene, we got to change some names. In this scene, we got to change it from volleyball to to uh, beach yes. football in this scene, Mandy. we're going to use the same song. Rooster's going to play the same song on the piano 
great balls of fire. It was so cheesy. Like that is it was. Yes, they used it was almost like they used exact shots, like the same shot of revealing who the instructor is going to be. Uh, when when it comes up and it's Tom Cruise and they've messed with him b- the night before mm-hmm. in the bar, calling him old man and old timer, whatever, right. pops they called him, and and it revealed it's revealed that Tom Cruise is their instructor. It's the exact same moment as it is in the original when Kelly McGillis Miguel, comes yeah. in and they've sung "You Lost That Love and Feeling" to her in the bar. I don't know what it is about it. It's like to me, it's the perfect mix of. I don't even I'm not even a military person, you know, mm-hmm. but it, there's something about their like a dedication to the Navy and being a pilot, living on the edge. And then like the way that they're they're all a little sweaty all the time and everything feels like it feels like it's the edge of a moment of like it's a it's a very serious battle that they're going into, but there really are no stakes. But I like the no stakes part of it. Like I like that it's a movie all about fighting and you never see one person get shot. Mm-hmm. Any guns bounce off of planes. Like for me, that's very comfortable for me. I can enjoy an action scene where no one's going to get punched or shot. Oh, I just I, it feels all the flying. Oh, I love the flying. There's so oh. much flying and I don't need it and I don't care. It's just not a movie made for me. No. Um, yes. However, what did you think of my boyfriend, Glenn Powell? As, oh, so hot. Yeah. He's so hot. He played mm-hmm. um, the, the, the mean guy. What the what do yeah. they call him? Hangman. Hangman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's great. I, I actually thought they were all really good. The one person that I didn't actually think was very good, and this is not because I want to bang Tom Cruise so hard. I don't even care that he's a Scientologist, man. I'm telling you. I know. If he came to me and was like, yeah. do you want to do the whole we get married deal? I would, I probably would leave my family. Okay. I'd be like, yes, I do. And Patrick would understand And you're that. saying it on the record, which, which means it's got to be sure. real. Yeah. Wow. He knows. He knows if Tom Cruise said, do you want to do the whole Bride of Frankenstein deal with the Scientology deal? I'd be like, yeah, because I'm probably going to die young. And like, that's a life that you don't want to miss. And I'd be like, baby, I love you. I'll send you letters. And my kids, I'd be in the media all the time. So they would never see you. They wouldn't miss me. They wouldn't miss me. Right. Oh, I love him so much. But yeah, uh, uh, the only person I didn't love was Jennifer Connelly. It's interesting. She actually couldn't show up to be in the movie, so they just used a still image of her. <laughs> and it worked right? for some of the scenes. It really worked. It was just, <laughs> like, very grainy and very what? filtered, and she looked very skinny and pretty. Yeah. And that was it. That's all it was, she... They just had nothing. that one image, she... and they changed the angle. I don't know what that was. I don't know if he's a hard person to have chemistry with or if she... I just thought she was flat and lifeless and... I think he has chemistry with everybody. I think Tom Cruise is incredible at that. But I think um, that there was no story, right? This was not a character from the original. So he walks back in. She's like, oh, you're back in town. And her daughter's like, don't break my mom's heart again. And it was just like, what? What are we watching? None of it felt... It just felt so manufactured so that there could be a love interest. I hear you, but I... I also think that um, I think she or her work was just too subtle, to be honest, mm. like like it, meaning I, I like in the beginning she was flirting, but it, they were supposed to it was supposed to be a moment where he sees he's not going to get anywhere with this woman. Mm-hmm. But she was so smiley and flirty in the first scene. She was the same note all the way through. Yeah. She had leaned into the little bit like, I love you and you broke my heart. So fuck right off. She didn't. 
Right. She was smiley and sexy and amazing. And that's a director's fault. The director should have said, hey, oh. he broke your heart. Put some teeth into it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If I had been asked to direct this movie and I'm sure I not this one, but I, I think I was, but I couldn't do it because of scheduling because I had miscast coming up. <laughs> but yeah, but if I had directed it now, that was the only thing I was really like, ah, I'm not feeling that. And, you know, I love a Tom Cruise love scene in silhouette or any wet. I mean, wow. This is getting... I just made I, that up. Last week you said you didn't care for dirty talk, but that is not the vibe I'm getting today. Um, it's not dirty, though. That's what I love. It's the safest thing in the world. I'm like, he feels mostly gay and completely unattainable. And I don't know what it... Like, I... It is so goofy, silly, little girl bubbles in my belly. Well, like, I love it so much. It, you know, he's charismatic more so than any human being should be. It's how he's gotten away <laughs> with all of this. Um, yeah. But... He might be less charismatic than Glenn Powell, my boyfriend, and mm -hmm. it brings up a yes. personal note that I need to announce. Uh, Please do. I didn't think I would tell you this on the podcast first, and I'm telling okay. I'm telling the podcast world before I'm allowed to inform family and friends that Jeremy and I are splitting up. Um, oh my god! Yeah, he saw the movie and said the only bad actor was the guy who played Hangman. <gasps> That's not something you get past. So, yeah, that's not a kink you can work out. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I mean, this. What didn't he like about his performance? He said it was one note. He had the Jennifer Connelly mm, note that you had. Okay. Uh, well, I, yeah, I, I see didn't that. care because I love this actor. Yeah. I just think he's so good looking and charming. And yeah. I remember him vividly from Hidden Figures when he yes. played John Glenn and he was so just had such a sparkle in his eye. And he's from Austin. Mm -hmm. Oh, hey, shout out to fellow Texan. Yeah, he's a dream. Yeah. That Glenn yeah. Powell. I mean, and did you tell Jeremy that like, you don't care that it's one note as long as it gets pounded and pounded and pounded <laughs> into your head? Like as long as you get to hear it all day, every day? Well, you're more musical than I am. So you're you're coming up with that. <laughs> um, and then in other casting news, Miles Teller, yeah. the very talented Miles Teller, plays oh, Anthony Edwards' son. The kid from Whiplash. I didn't even put that together until just now. Yeah, the kid from Whiplash. And when we saw him and they opened the movie with Tom Cruise gazing at pictures of Anthony Edwards. That, yeah. This is what he does every morning. He wakes up and he talks yeah. to Goose. And, right? He's yeah. like, tell me what to yeah, do, Goose. Tell me what talk to do. To, no, he says, talk to me, Goose. Talk to oh, me. Oh, God. It's so yeah. bad. And he's so, his, <laughs> his so decor is entirely pictures of his dead friend and his dead friend's kid. Yeah. And I would hope that if I died, you would do the same. I mean, I'd have a picture. Mm. And I... Like I'm worth more than a picture. I thought... If you told me Miles Teller is playing Anthony Edwards' son, I would be like, okay, that's nuts. There was a right. weird mouthful resemblance, and it was yep. really good casting. I felt yeah. like we were seeing, I thought Miles Teller probably watched the original a hundred times, ripped off some mannerisms. Totally. He had something there that I was like, that's cool. That's a special nod to the yeah. original. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So much so, I didn't even recognize him as Miles Teller. I was like, who's this kid? Like, I didn't... He oh, looked really? vaguely familiar, but I couldn't really place him. Huh. So, yeah, he that's how much he would disguised himself. Yeah, I have to say, like, I mean, you know, I 
you don't generally watch a lot of action-y. Like, I don't watch the Marvel movies. I don't watch a lot of those movies. Me neither. And it's because of the violence. Mm-hmm. But I love action movies. And I love that this is a very like layman's. It doesn't have to be complicated. There's good guys and bad guys. You know what I mean? Right. It's male bonding and flying planes and military. I couldn't believe how excited I was for the opening credits of the movie, which basically just rip off the original movie entirely. Right. It's the exact same opening credits. But like the like it's pretty amazing. You don't think about it. Like those planes take off and land from a boat. That's kind of incredible. Oh, it's all you know? incredible. I just don't want to see and it. Or or be talking about it right now. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Well we don't have to talk about it much more. No, no, I, no. I love I'm kidding. Um I I want to talk I love about that they rode around on a motorcycle without helmets. You and I both noticed that. Yep. You noticed <laughs> I, I was I was maybe daydreaming. It's, um it's, but I want to talk about their incorporating Val Kilmer and how they did it. Now, I don't actually know the story. I know Val Kilmer passed away, but I don't actually know Val the story. Val Kilmer did of, not pass away. Wait, he didn't? I don't think so. I thought he did. He's, oh, I thought he did. Oh, research department. He he is very ill. And I saw his documentary series and it was very powerful. And I'm not like a Val Kilmer person, but um, he he is very ill. And I don't know with what he has not died. Um, oh, interesting. I didn't even get that he was ill. I thought he did a great job. They they worked around him a lot. He did a lot of his character, did a lot of texting in the movie, but his scene was great. His It's uh, throat cancer. So he really can't talk. So, um, oh. so Tom Cruise gets a text from Iceman that's like, "I brought you in to do this and come and come see me or something." And he goes to his house, and his wife is like, "He really can't talk at this point." Um, which was I was like, "Oh boy, oh boy, that means Val Kilmer can't talk at this point." which is so right. sad and it's true. And so yeah. the way they did the scene was Val Kilmer types his very short advice, you know, and Tom yeah. Cruise reads the screen and then they hugged and Val Kilmer did use his voice for like 10 seconds. Um, yeah. I was very moved. Having seen the yeah. doc series about Val Kilmer and his struggles, I was quite moved that they got him into this movie. This will allow him to be set for life. The yeah. proceeds from this, right? I mean, yep. it's got to be just such a boon for him. He can't work anymore. But they found a way oh, to get wow. to make him able to work. And then Iceman dies. And I was moved by that because I thought, I mean, this guy is, not, Val Kilmer's not going to be with us that much longer. And how bittersweet for them to play that scene and then have a fake funeral for him knowing it's coming. So yeah. I was moved by that. That was the only part of the movie that I was actually emotionally very invested. Oh, and I had not seen the series and I did not know <clears throat> that he had cancer. I actually thought that he'd passed away. I wasn't sure. Um, you might be thinking I of Ray Liotta, who recently passed away. But yes, I did know about Ray Liotta. But no. Um, oh, God. I remember it was so hard for me back in the day, like Iceman or Maverick. You know what I mean? Like I'm I wanted sorry to you love went through that. I know, I know. But I actually was very moved by that too. And I thought, God, even if he hadn't had throat cancer, that would have been a great device. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like it was such a it was such a powerful scene watching him type mm-hmm. and then having Tom Cruise read it and have to interpret it. I thought it was actually really great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. thought that was very well done. And then there's a there's 
a kid I thought was very good. Lewis Pullman played Bob, who yeah. rides behind uh, Phoenix. And I was like, familiar, familiar. I couldn't place it. I couldn't place it. And I've just IMDb'd him. He's the oh. kid in, um, did you see the El Royale, Bad Times at the El Royale? No. Oh, it's a fun movie. I saw it on an airplane, which is like the perfect amount of attention to give it. And it's okay. it's very fun. It's twisted. It's very independent, but it looks great. And they got huge actors. Uh, Jeff, oh. Jeff Bridges. And it was the first time I saw Cynthia Erivos. And I, like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She's amazing. And John Hamm. And it, oh. it's, a, it's a fun noir. I don't know if that's the right word. Subversive yeah. movie. And uh, he, Lewis Pullman, is fantastic in it. Oh, He seems cool. like a just a nervous, crazy 16-year-old kid in that movie. And then he was in this, and he, he's very good. Yeah, is, yeah. Is he, do we think he is related to Bill Pullman? Oh, that's a good question. Do you need our research department to look that up real quick? I'm, I'm putting them on it. Bad, yeah, yeah. Ti- bad Times at the El Royale. I don't know what I was calling it, but. Oh, I am totally going to watch that. It's fun. I love it. I love a good indie movie. It is violent. That has a bunch of stars, so therefore, he, it's violent? It is. Uh-huh. He is Bill Pullman's son. Oh, my God. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Makes total sense. Get a leg up that way. I mean, look at Casey, for God's sake. Right? You know what I mean? He wouldn't be doing miscast if he wasn't related no. to you. No. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's how that happens. Yeah. You're welcome, Casey. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to launch you into a career of musical theater. <laughs> <laughs> A very steady, stable life ahead of you. Yeah. Oh, he'll get so much tail. So much tail. Yeah, little girls, he will. Little girls. Yep. Uh, is there anything uh, like, uh, are we missing any of the major points? No. I mean, no. I I just, like, overall, I just loved, I love the, I love the ridiculousness of how easy it was for them to escape. And it's all about flying the planes and stuff, you know, like, yeah, I love the the silliness of the, no, you have to fly at 20 feet altitude instead of, you know, like there's, there's, there's no sense that anyone's really going to die or get hurt. Right. But it's not, but by the way, I think they set it up. So you're actually nervous for them, mm-hmm. but there's this safety. It's a little bit like a rom-com, right? Where you're like, I know they're going to fall in love at the end. So it's okay that they're fighting now, but I'm really sad that they're fighting right now. You know, right? you get to take the ride while knowing everything's going to be okay. This is like a Disney version of an action movie, but it's not even as violent as some of the Disney shit I've seen. Right. So right. I, I just, it was such a treat. It was so fun to go to the theater with you and like laugh at the silly lines and like just, it was so, I loved it so much. I I loved it. I think I I have said this before on this podcast. So I apologize if I'm repeating because we saw Scream, the reboot in the, in the theater together. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'd never seen. If you are listening to this and you ever get the opportunity to go to a movie with Mandy Fabian, I can say from the bottom of my heart, it's it levels up your enjoyment. I watch her watching the screen and it is it makes me so happy. She is the best audience member ever. And I know this from all the times she has sat through my shows and my stuff. And she man, you you are childlike. You are looking to love every moment on the screen. The previews get you excited. The commercials get you excited. Like you are, it's so much fun going to a movie with you. 
That's my new favorite thing to do. Oh, God. Well, I'll do it anytime. I love that. I I do oh. love movies. God damn it. I love movies. Yeah, it man. was so much fun. Uh, and like watching <laughs> this with you, which had such resonance for you, you know, yeah. the minute it started, you were like, oh, like you couldn't contain yourself. And you were like rocking out to Highway to the Danger Zone. And then you were like really invested in the dramatic moments and real like it. it's uh, next time if I could go pro and just film you watching a movie. <laughs> Oh. oh, yeah. Well, this one was very near and dear to my yes. heart. I mean, it really was like, yes. oh, God, I loved this as a kid. I do want to show Abby because she wants to be a pilot, right? That's one of the things that on her big list of things that uh-huh. I want to be is when I grow up. So I got to take her to this, you know? Yeah. I think I could sit through it again. I bet you could. I don't think Casey oh, yeah. would have liked it. So I'm okay with our decision to ditch the kids. But never know. I mean, that Tom Cruise into catching a beach a beach football there's nothing it's just it's not bad it's not a bad thing i think i think it i think he turns on men and women alike i think he makes everybody <laughs> feel right about the world okay so should we give it manned jobs we should a lot of man jobs to pass around for this one such a handsome handsome cast and crew mm. um, um and diverse i appreciated the diversity yes because in the original correct me if i'm wrong all a bunch of white males this one they yes. had every color and and they had a woman a couple women it was good that they broadened their horizons so for that <laughs> they weren't wait they weren't all oh no yeah there were different colors yeah yeah you're right you're right yeah no there was a lot of diversity yeah. amongst all the yeah that's right looking right. young pilots um <laughs> i because i know the effect it's having on people who love it i will give yeah. it two and a half man jobs but i do think it was what a, a crappy movie what yeah what Oh, it was my dumb. God. It was dumb. Oh, it's not dumb. Oh, I love it. It's a safe place for all of us to fall. You know, people who like Hallmark movies like Hallmark movies. And they love them even though they're cheesy and stupid. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, so, I, but this is nothing like a Hallmark movie. This is way better. This is Tom Cruise at his finest. And for all the little girls and boys out there who agree with me, future Tom Cruise lovers, uh, I, I'm going to give it five. Oh, my God. You're too easy. Yeah. I, no, it was deeply satisfying. And I even was satisfied by the cheesy dialogue because they fucking committed to it. And it's all part of the world. And I love it. A little all bit right. like um, people love Cobra Kai, right? Isn't mm-hmm. that super they do. cheesy? They love it. I don't but know. it's in I've the Karate Kid. Yeah. The Karate Kid world. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I give it five. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Okay, well, that was pretty easy. You're wrong. Two and a half. My goodness. Tom Cruise, my friend. You're just mad because he's a Scientologist. Yep. You hate those Scientologists. I do indeed. They're going to come after you. They're going to come after you. They're going to shut down our podcast. At me, Scientology. At me. (laughs) Oh, geez. Um, All right. Uh, Well, let's get to the business then real quick because then I got a game for you. Yep. Guys, so Man Cave is a production of the fine people at True Story FM. You should check them out. They have a whole bunch of podcasts. It's engineered by Pete Wright and we have music by Ian Post. So thank you. And listen, you know, as you're listening, if you enjoy something, please do leave it for us on a review. I think you can only review on iTunes, right? Yeah. But we really like hearing from people that way. We love the, if you want to give us a bunch of stars or, or you know, I guess if it was Mandy, she would be giving this one a two and a half star. We're fine. We can, we can withstand that. Not in this. The danger this zone. is perfection. 
<laughs> uh, but yeah, please do. Please uh, let us know who you are and give us a review. We love them and it helps us out because we all know that nobody wants to do anything unless somebody else does it first. So if you leave a review, then people will check us out and we get to make more fandies and that makes us delighted. And if you want to reach out, you can do so on Discord, mancave.com slash Discord. It's a, an app where we can chat with the people and we have that channel and then we have a super secret private fandy only discord channel and that for that you have to become a member and you have to go to mancave.com slash fandy and you get lots of cool shit and birthday messages from us and you can interact with us on our private discord channel yeah i really like it people actually leave suggestions for us to watch and that's uh that's always really fun yes um yeah and then also i was just at uh mandy's house yesterday and coveting her <laughs> man cave swag we have uh, a whole line of it at mancave.com slash merch. She has the light gray hoodie, which mm. I'm going to order for myself today, mm-hmm. with so the soft. only Fandy's logo yeah. on the back. So and it soft. says, what, well, would disappoint our parents, but never your friends. I really love that tag. Yeah. So that, it's so soft and it's really good, high quality merch. Oh. And it's, it makes me laugh yes. so much. So go get some of that. And then, you know, we'll see you on the other side. Thank you for listening. Now you're going to want to stick around and listen to this because I have a game for you that I think everybody's going to want to play along in their cars or Uh, in their showers or maybe they wake up to us. I don't know. Maybe they're laying in bed right now and they want to think about this. I love a game. Super quick. Yeah. I know you love a game. I didn't make this one up. I went rogue because I wanted to play the game with you. And I think this is... No. (laughs) I don't even know what that is. Am I boggling you right now? I don't even know what boggle is. You don't know what boggle is? Don't you? You, you had never watched the Top letters, Gun. and then you make so as many words. Because I was playing Boggle, because I was a very yeah. smart child. Okay, whatever. I was uh, masturbating to Tom Cruise playing beach volleyball. We were mm-hmm. different kids. All right. Um, no, this one is, and and this is something that I want to know about you. So this is a which Top Gun character are you? quiz. Oh. And uh-huh. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah, so but we're going to take it at the same time. Okay. Uh I I don't know the questions because I wanted to be fair Okay. because you know I would lean myself toward Kelly McGillis, but if I'm a slider or a hangman or a, even a bob, I it's a, that's a that's a reality I have to accept. I wonder if this is inclusive of both movies. It looks like maybe just the original. I'm on the site it, and it's the original. Okay. 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 Well, well, that's we'll have to figure that. Okay. Now, what is your favorite branch of the military? Be honest. Army, Navy, Air Force, or Marines? I'm going to say Navy because I do like water. I agree. All the other ones seem very scary. And I was a huge Top Gun fan. So, yeah. Yes, right. the Navy would have been my choice. This is a tricky one. What's your favorite type of jet? Now, I would say a very firm water jet that comes from one of those spray shower things. Okay. <laughs> but that know is what you're not doing with that. one of the... No, that's not uh, one of the choices. Um, cleaning, And I obviously. would say Riff. Is Riff... <sighs> When you're a jet, <laughs> you're a jet Street. all the way from your brain. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, um, definitely. I'm going to say that's from West Side Story, guys. In case you didn't know that, in case my sister's listening and she doesn't know West Side Story either. All right, F14, F16, F15, and F18. What happened to 17? That's what I want to know. I'm going to say 18 because it's the highest. <laughs> okay, and I'm going to say F14 because that's the one that he actually defeated the enter- the enemy with in the Top Gun Maverick. Spoiler alert. Um. 
but it's old school. And I feel like I'm more old school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't even have to add the school part. <laughs> I feel like I'm more old. Okay. How would you describe your personality? Uh, it's funny, enchanting and riveting and mesmerizing. Those, Those aren't words choices. aren't on here. No. So we have arrogant and cool, quirky and fun, smooth and serious and professional. Interesting choices. I'm Are quirky and fun. Be? Yeah. 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 I don't think I'm, I want to be arrogant and cool. Oh. But I'm rarely ever cool these days with all the, you know, it's hot out here in the valley. Okay. Uh, why would you want to be a pilot? Oh, to get tail. Is that on here? Yep. It is. Here's Here are the four choices. The need for speed. Excellent. Oh, that was my favorite part. Did you hear that? When we were watching the movie and someone with the opening credits, she goes, I feel the need. Oh, and yeah. Said, and you yelled out for speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we were top gunnies. We knew. All right. Um, the need for speed. My best friend is doing it. That would be your answer. Because it's cool. I like hanging around flyboys. That is a really hard answer for me because I would say for me, it's all of them except my best friend is doing it. Well, because I'm not doing it, but I would pick the flyboys for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I also think it's cool. So I'm going to say because it's cool just to see what we get. I want to, I don't even want to hang out with the flyboys. I want them to help me relieve my stress Oh, from all that cool flying. Yes. What's your favorite Top Gun nickname? Maverick? Goose, Iceman, or Charlie? I've always or, wanted a boy's or, name as a girl, so I'm going to pick oh. Charlie. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I don't cool, know who Charlie cool, 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 is, cool, cool. but what about you? Yeah. Uh, well, I think I probably am a goose, but uh, because it's not my favorite, I'm going to go with Maverick. All right. Mm-hmm. Also, a Maverick is a rebel, right? Yeah. And if I'm in the Navy doing all this, you know, I, I want to be a rebel. So what's your favorite thing about Top Gun? <laughs> Here we go. The awesome sound effects. Yeah. The soundtrack. Oh, that's a hard, maybe that's, yeah, it's really good. The dog fight scenes. I know you love those. Or the love story. <laughs> Let's say our answer at the same time. One, two, three, soundtrack. The soundtrack. Yeah. You, you delayed. No, I do love the soundtrack. Although I kind of want to say the dog fight scenes because I also do love those, but I love the soundtrack. Okay. What time do you wake up in the morning? Noon, 10 a.m., 8 a.m., 5 a.m. We know I'm a 5 a.m. person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you I'm going to say 8 a.m. Oh, okay. Nah, like I, if I, given I, your druthers. Given my druthers. Although yeah. I've gotten really used to waking up early. Yeah. I, I enjoy waking up early now. Not Not at four like you do, but... I'm a good, I'm good for a 7 a.m. All right. What is your favorite Top Gun scene? Oh, yeah, this is old school. The volleyball scene. The scene when Goose takes a Polaroid. What the fuck? What? I don't even remember that scene. Is that when he's on the piano taking Polaroids with, the, with Meg Ryan? First time I ever saw Meg Ryan, by the way. Didn't know who she was before that movie. I think that's true of most people. Mm-hmm. The flyby scene. Oh, it's so good. The end scene when Maverick re-engages. Oh my God, these are all such good scenes. I can't possibly well, pick I one. Well, I picked volleyball, so you have to pick something else. Oh my God. Oh, they're all so good. Okay. 
I knew Maverick would re-engage because he's Maverick, right? But the mm-hmm. flyby scene, that really lets me know who he is, right? He's a rebel. He doesn't follow rules. He doesn't listen to authority. Like, that's such a key moment in his character development. All right, all right. Okay. Um, <laughs> sorry. What type of vehicle do you drive? A motorcycle, sports car, a beater, and a fancy sedan. Fancy sedan. Yeah, you do. I'm going to go with a sports car because I'm not an idiot. All right. Uh, this is kind of a long quiz. All right. What do you, what do you want to do besides flying? It doesn't have musical theater. So daredevil motorcycle rider, definitely investment banker, athletic coach, or professor. Professor, I guess. Uh, okay. I'm going to be an athletic coach because I feel like, ah, God, I'd get so many ladies. Like I'd get so many ladies. It would be women's basketball for sure. I don't know anything about basketball, but I know a lot about ladies. All right. What is the most desirable personality trait in the opposite sex? Uh, Okay. Available? What the hell? Why are they asking us this? Available, funny, intelligent, or honesty? Don't care if you're honest with me. Make me laugh. Funny. Yeah, funny, funny. What's your least desirable? Holy God, how many questions are on here? We may not be able to finish this. Uh, arrogance, lack of personality. I'm a follower. I'm emotionally unavailable. What? All of these are terrible. Least desirable, emotion. Ugh. Lack of personality. Your arrogance. I'm going to say your arrogance. Oh, you have personality? What are you talking about? I put, oh, I'm a mine? follower. I thought that was like, yeah. Oh, well. Oh, it doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. Um, where are you used to sleeping? Jesus, uh, this is crazy. Maybe we can't finish this. this uh, is in bed with my spouse. Oh, yeah. Okay, that works. I'm going to say in my hammock, even though it's uh, not where I actually sleep. It's where I'd like to sleep. (laughs) Your favorite cookout food, hot dogs, hamburgers, steak, bratwurst. How is this telling me who I am for Top Gun? I don't know. Steak. Why not, right? Steak, Uh, for sure. I'll say hamburgers. I love a good cheeseburger. Yeah. Okay. No bratwurst for you? Oh, I don't think we can finish this. This is so long. Mm Mm-mm. This is craziness. Well, the other one... We'll finish it. The other one was 10 questions. I'm so sorry. I don't know why it didn't work. No, that's okay. A-okay. I just... uh, Full disclosure, everybody, I have a hard out. So uh, it's my fault that we cannot finish this quiz. We can finish it on our own and announce our results next week of who are... Do you think that people can wait that long, though? I mean, my God. Well, we can announce it, it on our Let's Discord. Do it. I don't know. Um, <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, no. But it was good. It was great walking down memory lane and finding out who you are as a fighter pilot. And oh, yeah. What's for next week? Uh, OK, uh, we're going to be listen to Hello, Molly, which is Molly Shannon's uh, audiobook. And Love it. she's so talented, and I hope she doesn't do funny voices because it'll drive me crazy. That's my sincerest hope. And yes. we're also we're gonna record two, uh, but you will get them released week by week. And the next one is which one of us is a bigger gay man? We're gonna settle uh, that yeah. once and for all. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a done deal. I'm gonna start working on it. Yeah. Jazz ball change, jazz ball change. Oh god. Okay. Um, I you are right, so, going to fail. I, you're too arrogant. Well, which okay. was your least desirable trait, apparently. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry that I, I'm rushing off. I love you. No. No worries. I love you too. We'll see you next see you week. Next week. Bye. Bye. 